0: You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Shanglin. The people are real. (laughs) Not again. The cases are real. The rulings are final.
1: That's just total. But Judy's not here, Jeffrey. That is total. Season
0: five. (laughs) Okay, season five. Of Judge Judy. Not
1: Judge Judy. (laughs) This is total crap. warm, salty wind blows up from the southern shores. There is a slow but steady rain falling, and the skies are overcast with a deep blue. Gulls call overhead as ships load and unload their goods along the port, and the hovering flitter carts transport travelers along the southways. The port itself is quite large, second only to the bustling docks of Brightport, but even at this bright morning hour, it is subdued. Most piers are occupied with docked ships, which have seen little or no seafaring for over a week. The typically hustling, bustling harbor is quieter than it has ever been, with only a few fishing rigs permitted to enter the dangerous waters. At the head of the Star Pier stands the Sea Tower, a beautiful lighthouse reminiscent of a swirling wizard's staff. At its peak, the bright blue light of the lantern radiates across the waves at the coast of Haven. Hovering in the periphery are a set of giant dragonflies with armored elves in their mounts. They watch the seas that are no longer safe, now forced to maintain vigilant surveillance of the bay. Heading north on the southways, a cloaked figure is walking in the rain. Flitter carts buzz past him, their shell-shaped bodies fluttering on white wings from the city to the wharf. His cloak is soaked through but that is no great discomfort to a hunter.
2: Alan. Yeah. Who do we see? We see Brackle walking along the south ways. Oh, yeah. Brackle Yeltius, The one and only.
1: Cousin of Jim. Cousin of Jim. That's true. No relation to Char. Brackle, you're walking in the rain, heading north along the south ways, up from the docks, recently having arrived here in Vent Haven. You are headed toward the city itself. All this is very strange and new to you. Elves on giant dragonflies. It's raining, and you are climbing along this smooth road, uh, which you've now, you've learned, are called the Southways, having gotten directions from the captain who gave you uh, directions. (laughs) Ah, yes, the captain. You walk along the Southways... A smooth road glittered with blue stone until the path rises up over the mounded dunes grown up with palms and cacti and rackle, you see it. The enchanted city of Venthaven. From atop this small rise you can see the road sweeping down into a deep valley. The overcast skies are a dark blue, dripping with rain. But this does nothing to lessen the splendor of the city that burns with blue flame. Coral towers line its illustrious streets and cerulean islands hover above street level. But the strangest thing in view is the arcane bead. A shimmering, translucent membrane like a semisphere covering the city. From atop the mound, you can see the rain passing into the bead and then dissipating completely. And hovering above the city, more elves, presumably soldiers, keep the watch. Far to the north on the northern ascent of the valley, the great jungles of Manumi spread upward and outward as far as your eyes can see. Into the east, there stand the gray, rocky ridges of the barren coast, where the towers of the Temple Zalverstone are just visible peering over top of the craggy peaks. So, Brackle, you are now on the road walking down toward the city of vent haven since you are descending from this hill you see now the city is spread out in this great valley you have a really good view of the whole city from this height and all of the people coming to and from the wharfs are traveling up this main southway road and if you follow it down into the valley it'll take you to the gates of vent haven
2: I am he- walking down the road, and as I do, I'm humming. What are a you? A little ditty I learned on the sea. Um, Doesn't make a lot of sense given the contents.
1: It's been a long, tr- a long journey getting here, Brackle. from Branshire to Barlins Pass, from Barlins Pass all the way to Brightport, and after some time there, now finally. Uh, the difficult journey from Brightport to Vent Haven, but now you are here. And now that you are here, what are you going to do?
2: I am going to walk to the city. Have I have I pierced the membrane yet?
1: No, no, no. You're you're a good little walk down. Uh, pull out my Bulbasaur stone. Bulbasaur, I will choose you.
3: It is green. You
1: got the green stone. Rocky Talkie. Bulbasaur. You get your stone of far speech. Green is the Emerald Sea.
2: And I uh, tap out the number on it that calls.
1: You just say their names.
2: Saul and Kjork. You just,
1: you just uh, say their names into it. Speak their names.
2: Uh, Saul and Kjork. Saul. Kjork. Hello. Brackle? Is this. Would you like to join conference? <laughs> Who is conference? Brackle? Is that, is that you? It is I. I am here. You sound terrible. Where are you? I'm, I just made it to Vent Haven. I'm not inside the sphere thing yet, but I'm almost there.
0: Wait a minute.
2: You can call two people at once. <coughs>
0: yeah, I got I got my plan upgraded. Hmm. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody about doing that. Cured.
3: How does it go in the mountains?
0: The mountains are far behind me. Did your
3: help arrive? Yes. A fork of many words. What help?
2: Uh, Are you okay? I'll turn around. I'll be there. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I didn't need any help, though. Of course, of course. Cause
0: I'm
3: the
4: PEOPLE'S champion.
3: Pretty sure you specifically asked for help, but okay. Not that you showed up. I sent help.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, he sent you some dragons.
2: Congratulations. Brackle. Yes. What is going on? What do you need? I was just wanting to check in before I went to Haven, see how things were going, uh, see uh, if there was any, so I want to go talk to the governess and tell her that we need help for the equinox of the spring, and any, curious if there's anything else, you know, if y'all need me to pick up milk or something on my way. Milk and bread. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's raining here, so it's probably a good idea. Storms get worse. The
0: people's champion defeated Grond. We'll need honey
3: milk.
2: You defeated
0: Grond? The battering ram. Oh, right, right. Oh, my gosh. The flaming rat face. I won. What can we do to support? No thanks to you. Grond was Blackfire's champion.
2: I heard y'all successfully put a fence around the Crooked Father. And just in time. That's false. I'm not sure that's true. That's sad. We're gathering armies to fight the Unchained. Oh,
3: that's cool. I'm in Barland's Pass with Misk. We're trying to build an army.
0: Oh, Misk is there?
3: Well, I'm trying to build a Hulk.
0: I'm trying to build a fence. Hey,
5: hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I am here.
2: Oh, hey. Hey, It's me. Oh, hey, yeah. I forgot Forgot. anybody can call into these things. What's up? She's in in the room with me.
1: Yes, she's leaning over and talking into the stone. (laughs) This has happened before. Oh,
2: are y'all back together again? (laughs) Yeah. He just said that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I missed it.
3: Oh, did he say that? Saul so just said I'm with Misk. Someone doesn't listen to the podcast.
2: I. <laughs> or or just like right now. Peasant. Well, my stone of far listening, or what? Bulbasaur stone, mm. uh, ran out of data, so I couldn't finish listening. <laughs> oh, yes. The new plan that Paylor told me was
0: since the Unchained is becoming unchained, we have to build a fence around it. Oh, yes. What was unchained will be fenced.
5: Well, things are going good here. We actually got arrested and all that Did stuff. y'all
2: meet my distant Uncle Char? Who's that? Over Candlebells, he, he was telling me that he met a couple of tieflings.
3: Oh my gosh.
2: We're going to make to Haven. It's the next target.
3: We'll be there on the equinox.
0: We'll be at the equidistance when it happens.
3: Is Monumi flat? <laughs> kind of what Kjord said so stupid. We're coming and we're bringing an army if we
2: can.
5: I guess we'll have a reunion soon when we defeat the Crooked Father.
2: Awesome. I'll, I'll be here with bells on, but not literally because of stealth. I like to keep my stealth up. I'll
3: bring the bells. Why did we pick Rackle to go to Haven again?
5: I don't know. I wasn't.
2: Because it was the last one. He is amazing. Because I'm really good with the elves.
5: He heard Rachel was there.
2: <laughs> That's right. And the detonator.
1: Brackle, I assume you're still walking while this is happening.
2: Uh, yeah. I had my uh, smaller Bulbasaur stone in my ear, and it had a little tooth attached to it that I'd painted blue.
1: Mm-hmm. You notice that there seems to be somewhat of a crowd gathering up ahead of you, like all the traffic of people walking down to the city, and even those in the little flitter carts are sort of bunched up.
2: I see a crowd ahead. Hey, guys, gotta got to cut this short. There's a crowd up ahead. Uh, talk to you soon. Love you, bye. Bye. I love you, bye. And he just hangs up. Be careful. Call if you need help. Will do. Thank you. Bye. I love you. Not you, Saul. Hush, peasant.
1: The stone goes quiet.
2: Boop. Uh, you see ahead of you a, a bit of a
1: crowd piled up. Uh, you even hear like some yelling. Not like a fight or anything, but just like a disgruntled crowd. You know what I'm saying? And you can also see, because you're coming from above them, descending down a, a hill. You can hear some people calling out, and there there looks like to be a, a small group of soldiers uh, trying to calm everyone down. It's not like it's out of hand, but you, you, people just aren't happy. You know what I'm saying? There's there's some displeasure.
2: I uh, sense displeasure.
1: <laughs> what do you do?
2: I try to approach stealthily. Be a gray man. Okay,
1: give me a stealthy check.
2: Okay, so what is Brackel's stealth? It looks like it's plus eight.
1: It sounds like that's probably right.
2: So thirteen.
1: Thirteen total.
2: Total. Okay. It's the bells. That's okay. You rolled what?
1: A five? A five. That's not that great. What is your intention about being sneaky?
2: I just don't want to get pulled into the crowd, and I don't want the crowd. I want to try to figure out what's going on with the crowd. Okay. Without... You don't want to draw attention to yourself. It's like a scientific observation. That's good enough for that. I don't want to be a part of the experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's easy enough for that. You're not hidden from view, but you're not drawing attention to yourself. Right. Yeah. And you are able to weave through the crowd pretty easily without startling anyone or causing any trouble. Um, And as you get closer and closer, you see um, some people yelling out, but this is our home. And uh, you see like a, a gentleman, a dwarf looks like off to one side, got his hands on his hips and he is kind of bellied up to one of the soldiers, this seemingly elf male gentleman. Now, you listen here, laddie. I've come a long way to be turned away at the gates. It's not going to happen, sir. And the guard, like, holds up his hands. He doesn't have a weapon drawn or anything like that. Listen, listen, everyone remain calm. I'm not trying to impose anything on you. I'm simply telling you that the governess has declared a new law in the city. These are unprecedented times, and during these times, we cannot allow just anyone to enter our city. You will have to show us proper identification, proper papers showing how that you arrived here, tell us your business, and in an orderly fashion, you must wait your turn, sir. And then you hear like more people like yelling out and complaining about it, but it's not like turning violent you know what i'm saying uh it just seems to be a lot of
2: i turn it violent oh so i uh i try to weave on past see if i can get through
1: so like this is kind of what you've got there's a crowd of people and you've woven through the crowd to where now you're at the front of the crowd and can see it seems like the guards want them to sort of form a line that's not really happening this is obviously something that's just happened and it's kind of got thrown into the mix and it's you know mess the word has not spread really what's going on yet people weren't prepared that being said, you were given a receipt of goods from Captain Solius Brighttree, captain of Our Sea Lady, showing that they brought you here and that you gave them uh, protection uh, on the ship, and that's, that's your paperwork. That's what you've got. Okay?
2: I hold it out to them.
1: Okay. No, they don't pay you any attention when you hold it out. I go... Are you approaching the guy who was just talking to the dwarf, I guess? Yeah. Okay. You walk up to him and you hold up a paper. (sighs) Listen, we we need everyone to wait and take their turn, all right? What exactly is it? Can't you just scan the QR code? Sir, uh, I don't speak this language you're trying to impose on me. What is it exactly that you... Okay.
2: Form a line, everyone.
1: Uh, Sir, I need you to get back into the line.
2: I get in line
1: you just going to get in line? I'm just going to get in line. Okay, you get in line. Roll me a D20. 15. Oh, you're pretty pretty far up in the line. You know, you do that thing where you try to – you don't get in the front because you don't want to be that guy, but you, you, you keep just enough of a distance that you're able to get a good spot. And uh, they're still struggling to get in line, but the people who do get in line are the first ones who get approached by soldiers for the help. Okay? And wouldn't you know it, after about five or six minutes, you know, pretty quick – Because there are quite a few soldiers out here, you know, not like 50, but, you know, like a dozen, anyway, who are doing this, who are talking to people and trying to get this thing going correctly. Uh, And then there are other soldiers who are just there, like, buzzing about on their mounts and different things. There are also mages, you see, who are standing at the, like, over by the arcane bead, uh, allowing people to pass through into the city. And it's like I said before, you can, it's raining, and you can see the rain hitting that sort of membrane, that, like, clear membrane. But when the rain hits it, it just dissipates. It's like it's not falling inside. So you think I'd really like to get in there? You step forward. It's your next in line. And the very same gentleman, uh, the elven guard who told you to get in line, steps up to you. Ah, I see. It is. Uh, we meet again, good sir. Um, uh, what brings you into Venthaven? Haven? You just hold up the paper The people...
2: <laughs> I just hold, I hold up the paper.
1: <laughs> uh, for those who are listening, Alan, on camera, was holding up a, uh, a microfiber cloth like it was his papers. Uh, yes, yeah, let me see those for a moment. He takes your papers and he looks over them. Uh, so you have arrived today on the Mingeyer Hiril. Good ship. Yeah, I've... the
2: Mingeyer Hiril. Right. I've heard of it. Does Brackle speak Elvish? Uh, let me check You do, you speak Elvish, it's in your languages, I see it I speak Elvish, but I speak my Elvish, if you know what I'm saying I
1: understand, yeah, yeah, no, I knew a lot of people like that in Spanish classes Me and Gray are here Tortillas Tortillas Captain Celias Brighttree Oh, Brighttree, that's a good line of seafaring individuals This is acceptable, acceptable No, it's not but, uh, all right. Uh, these. And it says your name here is Brackle Zinyeltius. Tis true. Zinyeltius, that's a mildly elvish sounding name. You don't have any elvish blood in you, do you?
2: Well, uh, my. distant, distant, fairly distant. Oh, my gosh. Uh, cousin Laric. Why did I ask? <laughs> no. Well, my name is
1: Sivrin, and, uh, I. <sighs> Could you tell me what your business is in Vent Haven and how long you plan to stay?
2: Uh, I need to see the governess. Tell her about the crooked father being bad.
1: Your, you need to see the governess. I do. Do you have an appointment?
2: Uh, I, I figured I could talk to her secretary and make one, but she'd probably want to hear this. There's, there's an equinox coming up, and this this uh, this Sebastian guy, this little crab, has been causing some trouble. <laughs> My dear man, you
1: understand that these are very difficult times we're living in.
2: Indeed, and they're about to get more difficult -er.
1: We can't just allow any old human from...
2: Where did you say you were from again? I'm from uh, the the, uh, Baldur's Gate. Yes, Baldur's Gate. (laughs) I'm from uh, Bradshire.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Baldur's Gate again. I'm gonna name this episode Baldur's Gate. That'll really throw people off.
2: Yes.
1: Right, all the way from Branshard. I mean I hate to turn you away after such a long visit, and this is a new
2: We but- killed the mayor. <laughs> you killed the mayor. He was evil. He was he was working with the bad guys.
1: He starts kind of looking around and you see him like slip his hand, like he doesn't put his hand on his sword hilt, but he kinda like puts it on his hip. Look. Perhaps we should try to find somewhere a bit more uh, secluded to, to talk. And I think they need to escalate this to some of my higher-ups.
2: Like the governess. She's the highest up, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And he, he, like, turns and he's looking for... Is her name Rachel? Rachel! Maybe, uh, let me signal for Captain Crevar. He is the head of our protectors' guild and he'll know what to do. But as he turns around, you see approaching from behind him. You kind of notice out of the corner of your eye you see someone moving and someone steps through the membrane coming from Venthaven and begin walking towards you. And it is a, a woman, elvish, long, flowing, blonde hair. She's fair-skinned. Galadriel. Strikingly beautiful. I mean, like a strikingly beautiful woman. And she is wearing these very simple robes, mostly white, but with blue trimmings. Oh. And bearing on the chest the symbol of Prevalian. She uh... approaches the two of you standing there, uh, and as the Guard Sivrin, as he called himself, is looking around for his superiors. He sees her, spots her walking toward you, and when he does, he says, uh, uh, "My lady," and he gives her a, a bow of respect. What, what brings a, a cleric mage of the Temple Zalbaston here? And she steps up as he like gives her a little bow. She gives him a little nod of appreciation, and then she turns and looks at you. And her eyes are sort of intense. And piercing. Beautiful, but deep. They're they're like a deep, deep blue that almost looks silver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brackel Zinyeltius,
2: I have come for you. You've come for me? Do I I know you? Do you know me? It sounds like you know me.
1: No, but I know of you. Of course. Your arrival was foretold by Prevalian herself. I've come to deliver you to the governess, Marleian.
2: Ha! Uh, I stick my tongue out at the guard He... I don't actually do that
1: <laughs> He immediately gives her a bow of deference. My lady, I, I apologize I, I did not realize that you had business with, with this uh, human um, uh, Mr. Zenyeltius, if you would uh, Our majors will, will approve you for entry into the city And you will have free reign Free, free roam, I don't know what to say <laughs> you're, you're free to come and to go as you please why, thank
2: you, my lady. And I bow.
1: She gives you a nod and then she turns and starts walking toward the force field.
2: I walk with her.
1: As you get over there, uh, one of the other mages steps up and they take you, they, they uh, hold out a hand for your hand.
2: Uh, I take the hand.
1: They take your hand oh. and they uh, they take a small needle <gasps> and prick the tip of your finger. Us. And then they press the the blood droplets onto a small slate stone, like a like literally like a little like one inch wide, maybe three inch long piece of flat stone, like silvery looking. Well, it's actually probably it's like a silvery stone metal thing, and uh, you feel it sort of like humming beneath your finger. And then they give the lady a bow, and she steps through.
2: So. Uh... That blood storage, is that secure? I know what can happen if you uh, the wrong person gets your blood.
1: Why, yes, Brackledale. Don't worry, everything is quite in order. This is simply a precaution to keep out those who would seek to enter into our great city under more nefarious means.
2: Of course, of course. Just, just had to ask, what's your uh, blood retention policy?
1: Your blood will not be retained. Your... Identity is impressed upon that stone, and so long as it is filed away in the records of Venthaven, you will be free to leave and enter this city while the enchantments are laid upon the arcane bead.
2: Okay, cool.
1: If you will follow me, Brackle, I'll take you right to the governess. Follow her. My name is Hilna. Hilmer? Hilna. Hilna. I am a cleric mage. Of the temple's albastone.
2: On oh, what level?
1: <laughs> Beyond your comprehension, Brackle.
2: Ah, I can feel it. Uh, we could use someone of your caliber in the fight against the the darkness.
1: Yes, we all have our part to play, Brackle. Yes. My sisters and I have foreseen your arrival. Ah. Prevolian, she expects you.
2: Prevolian, is she here?
1: She is all around us. As she leads you through the city, uh, from the moment you passed through the bubble of the arcane bead, the air in here is totally different. There's a, there's a sort of energy like in the air, almost like a static charge, but without, like, without the shock. Uh, the rain, you can still see it up above you falling from the deep blue cloud cover, but the droplets hit the, the membrane of the bead, and they're, they're gone, they're dissipated. And the, the stiff wind and the cold droplets of the rain are held at bay by this magical membrane.
2: Oh, we need to get one of these and, uh, branch her.
1: Ah, well, that would certainly be nice, I have no doubt, but... It is the Lantern of Prevalian that makes all that you see possible. Ah. And she motions above to the membrane, and she also, like, kind of sweeps around and looks, and you see, like, the... The flowing blue light of power beneath your feet like veins in the city. There are the glowing torches, the lights. They're not bright right now because it's still daylight, but you can see the light in the like standing uh, lanterns that line the city streets. You see buildings floating uh, just above ground level, just above you. You see uh, off to the east of where you are, many of the buildings of the College of Magic. And you see floating islands of city you're walking through on crystalline streets with the, those veins of luminescent teal power pulsing through it. You see uh, the floating cities and everything as you walk through. There are people everywhere. Elves, gnomes, all kinds of, of folks. Uh, passersby greet you cordially. They always give a bow of respect for Hilna. And as you walk and, and you see and, and you hear her speak, you can feel the, the power of this city and it's... Not like anything you've ever experienced. It takes a good long while of walking and, and talking with Hilna. So
2: what's uh, what's the governess like? Anything I should be aware of uh, propriety-wise, manners and etiquette and all that? She
1: expects you, Rackle. We have told her of your arrival. She is a benevolent ruler. Ah. Uh, a leader, rather, more than a ruler, I suppose. She is kind, but she is also very, very serious about her responsibilities.
2: Uh, I am uh, appreciative of a one who takes their duties seriously.
1: That she does. She will lead us forward. And you, Brackle, will lead us forward.
2: Uh, sure.
1: So before too long, but also still a good long while, and you see a lot of strange things. Floating buildings, blue-powered lights, all kinds of crazy stuff. Talk with Hilna. She is strange uh very kind and very very um friendly but just different you know there's definitely something different about her
2: like more than elf different yeah like she's
1: she's an elf but she's like like even the elves give her some sort of reverence you know what i mean and especially when she's talking to you she always looks you dead in the eyes when she speaks to you and her eyes seem like there's something behind them you know what i mean she seems strange, different. There's a sort of odd air about her.
2: You seem uh, strange, different. There's an odd air around you.
1: I'm sorry. I, I know that sometimes our presence...
2: Not in a bad way. oh no,
1: in a no, no way. of course. I know you meant no offense. There is an effect of exposing ourselves so deeply to the power of Privalian at the Temple's Alberstone.
2: Ah, so that's Prevalian I see on you.
1: Perhaps. You finally approach a large tower in the center of vent haven and actually now that you're here you realize that you've been seeing this tower from the time you crested that hill and began to walk down toward the city it's unlike most of the buildings uh, in vent haven it doesn't seem to be built from anything at all but rather it appears to have been grown Uh, its highest peaks rising as white flutes smooth like porcelain but strong as steel each peak rises a hundred feet or more and then it shifts from the pure white of that porcelain color to the different colors of and the Roy G. Biv. you know what i'm saying
2: i am quite enamored with the architecture here
1: it is truly reminiscent of our goddess
2: yes i'm more familiar with pelor than the others but i can see that there's a familiarity yet uh, distinction here
1: the lord Paylor he is divine and we also adore him but the goddess prevalian is unlike any of her other siblings
2: yes i can see
1: her wisdom her pure intelligence is beyond the scope of mortality Matching white steps lead up toward an enormous entrance. It's wide open with no doors to be seen. Where are your doors? The entrance is open to all who would approach. The white tower.
2: Is this safe?
1: It is. Okay. Please, follow me. The governess awaits. Time grows
2: short. I follow you.
1: The sound of a sweet, melodious hum seems to like resonate out of the entrance through these small holes in the walls. They're carrying down, she tells you, through the flutes that make up the top of this tower.
2: What musician plays these? Is this a choir? Is this an orchestra?
1: It is but the wind. Oh. Inside, the tower is alive with activity. People are walking up and down winding staircases to the upper and lower floors of the tower. Some lounge near a gorgeous fountain in the center of this elaborate antechamber, reading, eating, lunches. The fountain glows with the power of the lantern, its water shining around a sizable sculpture of the scallop of well, Hilna walks toward the spiral staircase leading you up to the next floor. And then on to uh, the first platform, she steps off and approaches a large crystal doorway. It's also marked with the scallop of Prevalian, and around it are inscribed the words, Annole and esse Aini. Anta.
2: I don't speak Latin.
1: Meaning for knowledge, for discovery, in her image.
2: Mm, I bet my cousin Jim would love this place. The crystal doors are closed, but there
1: are two short benches, one on either side of the door. And there are two individuals seated, one on either bench. On the left side, Felicia, what do we see?
5: You see a darker-haired Elvish woman in regal robes, seated very properly and reading a book as she waits. She's Elvish? Yes, she's Elvish.
1: Is she wearing glasses? No. Uh, On the other side, Zach. That's just me. You
4: see a small, gray-skinned gnome with cloudy blue eyes, long black hair. Swole. Mm-hmm. With ripped off sleeves with a tattoo that says for R. Oh
3: no. It is Chris. For what?
4: And he has got a tattoo for Roberto. It's just for R.
1: It's for Roberto.
5: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I wasn't
4: ready
1: that is that. incredible. Does he have his his st- his staff? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I have the stuff, the sock full of, of rocks.
4: rocks, and then on my hand, I'm still wearing the uh, long glove that holds my stones.
1: Oh man! Come back! It keeps rocks and socks, y'all. Back oh, for season five. With
5: some grit sounds like
1: it's got him. Uh, got him. A it's
5: got no sleeves
1: for R. Yeah,
5: got, a got the sleeves
4: ripped off for Roberto. We're ready, kick some butt. Is that what's happening? Mm. R.I.P.
1: Rip Roberto. So, Brackle, you see these two figures, one sitting there reading a book. What's Chris doing? Probably
4: just playing with the stones.
1: You guys hear someone approaching, and you look up, and you see Brackle standing there. What's Brackle look like?
2: He's a ranger.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So, Aragorn.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically. but Writer. Brackle is handsomer and more kingly. Oh, my gosh. And-,
5: and a beard.
1: So, you guys look up, and you see this... Scraggly-looking ranger man walking towards you, as well as a strikingly beautiful elven woman. Hilna. 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 Brackle, this is where you will remain. They will call you in shortly, along with these two, who I believe have also been summoned here.
2: Hello.
5: Are you saying hello to us?
1: Yes, he was.
2: Yeah, that was to us. Hello! Uh, are y'all here for the governess as well?
5: Ah, yes, we are. And this is Chris... And who are you?
2: I'm Brackle. Brackle's in Yeltius.
5: It's very, very nice to meet you. I do believe I forgot to uh, tell you who I was. My bad. I am Margaret Cavendish. I'm actually a professor at the school.
2: This, this is Margaret. It's me again, Margaret. Who's Margaret?
5: Oh, I knew.
2: What, it's me again, knew Margaret? Someone would say knew that. someone would say that. Ah, uh, hello, Miss Cavendish, or sorry, Dr. Cavendish. I imagine
5: Ah, Margaret is fine,
2: okay, Madge. uh,
4: I stand on the bench so I can look Brackle in the eyes. uh-huh. I extend my hand, I put it on his shoulder, Brackle. We will be best friends from this day forth, mm. okay. Perfect. Oh, gosh.
5: <laughs> Winky.
4: And I sit back down. That's all.
2: I'm happy for y'all. Uh, so, Chris and Margaret, uh, it's nice to meet you.
1: I'm afraid I must be going, Brackle.
5: Mistress Hilna, it is an honor to be in your presence, and she bows to her.
1: She gives you a nod. I really must be going, uh, Brackle, but
2: I give her a bow hug.
1: It has been wonderful to make your acquaintance and I I look forward to hearing about all of your exploits
2: likewise my lady, I will forever treasure the time we had together
1: she reaches out to take your hand
2: I give her my hand I actually cut it off and hand it to her
0: alright Chris will make you a new one I can do that
1: she takes you by the hand and she says farewell Brackle and then she leans in close to speak in your ear where no one else
2: can hear and she says watch your shadow Can I feel her breath in my ear? I've heard that crap before.
5: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Watch your shadow.
2: Chris
4: doesn't understand the social cues, so I just go, can you all just kiss already? This is awkward.
2: (laughs) I look down at my shadow. She turns to
1: walk away, and as she is leaving you standing there, Brackle, and the other two looking on, the doors behind you open. Did somebody speak, friend? You hear a voice echoing out from the hall behind
2: you. You may enter. I enter.
5: Yes, Margaret puts her book into her robe and walks in with her hands in her sleeves, like yeah. very regal looking.
1: Mm-hmm. Very very professorly. Inside, you all you all go in, right? Christo? Raquel?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Inside is a very large, round room, much like that of a courtroom. The floor seems to be pure marble, and there is glowing in it with the light from the lantern of the Prevalian etched the shape of the scallop of Prevalian. Straight ahead is a raised platform, probably some 15 feet up above you, where you have to you know, bend your head back to look up, and you see standing on it are two individuals. One is a tall, thin, and regal figure. Her hair is short and white. Her long blue robes flow down over the edge of her platform. Her expression is without emotion, although still somewhat welcoming. On her lapel, you can see pinned the emblem of an open hand imposed over the scallop of Prevalion. This is none other than Marlain Eleth, governess of Venthaven. Standing behind her, and just a little bit to her right, uh, is another figure. His back is straight, his hands locked behind his back. And he's an obviously older elf. His hair is shoulder-length and deep gray. His sharp eyes sit behind half-spectacles, and his chiseled jawline is stressed by a clenched jaw. He is adorned in similar blue wizard's robes, although they're shorter, revealing black pants underneath. And on his lapel is pinned to the emblem of a wizard's staff, crossing over the Scallop of Prevalian. This is none other than Theron Silverthorne himself, the Archmage of the College of Magic.
2: I put on my robe and my wizard hat.
1: Seated around the room are other figures, mostly elves with some gnomes, sitting behind pristine desks. They sit quietly and observantly as you, Brackle, Margaret, Cavendish, and Chris keeps rocks and socks into the chamber. And as you continue walking forward, Standing there in the center of the room where you approach, there is one figure already. He stands there with his hands clasped behind his back and bound in chains. Jeffrey. Oh. Describe your character for us.
4: Prison cure. Prison <laughs> cure. Prison cure.
1: Prison cure. Prison Mike. Special Send him back.
0: Do you see a... Blue dragonborn with seafaring clothes and a clothes. cape with web designs on it.
1: You all see a blue scaled dragonborn standing there in what seemed to be some type of seafarer's clothes with a spider webby cloak, his hands chained. Welcome, Brackle Zingeldias. Welcome, Professor Margaret Cavendish. And, of course, Keeps Rocks in Sucks. I am the governess Marleian Eleth, and I welcome you to Venthaven. I thank you for answering my summons, for I have some very important business to discuss with the three of you, as well as the fourth member of our audience, Mr. Darkstorm.
0: How do you know that name?
1: I know many things, Linnaeus, but I'm sure that you're all wondering why I have summoned you
2: here. Mm. No. I was actually coming to you, so I assumed you heard I was coming to see you, and that's why you called me in here. Yes, that is
1: true, Brackle. For you. But, Miss Cavendish?
5: I am not exactly sure why I'm here, but I will always come when summoned.
1: And, Chris, you have, of course, brought the goods which we have ordered from... Fizzy Gear Guild, correct. I forgot. Oh, by the way, Chris. Yes, you have, and they're they're at the bay. They're at the bay. <laughs> they're being held there at the bay. So you know that.
5: Crap, I left them.
1: Yes,
4: but they're holding them at the bay. They wouldn't let me bring them.
1: Right, right. Well, it is. See, that is that is the thing. We are living in unprecedented times, and we are missing a fifth member. I expected to have arrived by now, but. While we await his arrival, allow me to explain myself. We have summoned you here to the Elder Conclave, for, you see, it is Vintaven and all of Manumi, and the goddess Prevalion who seeks your aid. The world of Manumi has known many great years of peace, but now that time, I am afraid, has come to its end. No. Our world has suffered one attack after another. It's too many. The destruction of the canopy by the Black Dracon Kelly. The manipulation of Branchai, which almost ended with catastrophic results, did it not, Brackle?
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, even though we killed the mayor.
1: Worst of all, the murder of the goddess Atonia, And now Fallen Grove is dying. And the attack on demohold by the Unchained... And now the tenants of darkness have risen up across the lands, the skies, the seas. The power of Sebastian Blackfire is only growing, and soon he seeks to set loose a darkness like this world has never known. The doors open behind you all. Stepping into the courtroom comes a fifth figure.
3: Stepping through the door is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed elf. He has short, spiky hair of anime spikes. Cloud. um, Almost completely shaving bald on the sides. Oh. On his back is a large, bundled-up weapon of some kind. On his side is a long sword. His left arm is exposed and is covered with multiple red scars all the way down it. He has a couple nicks out of his lips. Uh, His ears, there's little pieces missing. He's not smiling, nor is he frowning. He's staring intently and walks forward slowly. His garb is a leather armor. The pieces are missing in in different places. He's wearing boots, and he strolls forward with purpose. And
1: Blaze Blightwood. Blaze what? Blightwood. Welcome to the Elder Conclave.
3: It is a pleasure to greet you, my lady. Sucker.
1: Thank you for coming. In these dark days, I have summoned each of you here for different reasons, but for the same task. Rackle, you have been given this task by Paylor himself. Tis true. We BFFs. Professor Cavendish, we need your scientific expertise for the journey that lies ahead.
5: Anything you need.
1: Chris, we need your sharp mind and craftwork.
4: He just nods. <laughs> that's
1: Chris, okay, that's good. Yeah. No, that's very Chris. That's, that's Chris. very Chris. That's very Chris. He nods. And Mr. Darkstrung, you know what we need from
0: you. Yes.
1: But as for you, Blaze, your part in this task is of divine intention. She waves her hand towards you with an upward swipe. And the floor opens up in a small, cylindrical piece before you all. Piercing blue radiates up through the floor, and in that blue forms a doorway of pure light. And she points toward the luminous gate. Go on, my child. She is waiting. Okay,
3: if you insist.
1: No, not you. It's for
3: Blaze. He looks at the door, looks at her and says, as you command, and walks in. And
1: that's where we're going to end this episode.
3: Wowzer. I'm so excited. Lisa, so
1: what's this face that you're making right now?
5: <laughs> I was trying to make a crazy
1: face. Uh, the result was old lady face. Thank you. You're welcome. So nice to me. <laughs> I,
3: I didn't mean that in a hateful way.
1: You just look like an old lady.
3: You're so mean to Felicia. Yeah. She's a librarian.
5: I'm not a librarian.
3: And that is of a D&D
2: where
1: podcast. we're going to end where the first episode Dungeons of season and five. What's going to happen? What's
5: going to go on? We don't know. With each
1: other. We have our whole party. I can't wait to play. Brackles and Yelteus. Professor Margaret Gavinder. Yes? Keeps rocks in socks. No. Linnaeus Darkstorm, also known as Joseph. Is it Stormbright? Yes.
3: We get Joseph Stormbright for a season. Joseph
1: Stormbright. Yeah, boy. And finally, Jeremy's last character to create and last character to kill (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) Very nice. Blaze Blight.
5: Blaze. What?
1: So uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to our very next. And. It is season five, baby.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. It wouldn't
0: make sense for Joseph to kill an your elf character. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Oh my it really God. does. It really will. It'll
5: all be, like, full circle. <laughs>
1: Next week, we'll be back to normal operation. We'll get you a five-star review, all those things, but for now, we say adieu. Adieu. Thank you for tuning in for the first episode. It's you. The it's first... Y- and y- and y- What you could call the beginning Love the end.
0: Thanks for listening. We love you. You're loved. If you're not 17. Get out. Goodbye.
5: Bye.
4: Miss you. (laughs) Peace out. Bye.
5: Bye. Bye.
3: Which
1: one's Judge Judy? I don't know. She's a judge. Her name is Judy.
3: Judy I can't believe We've been doing this That many years And that's what he gives us For the start of You know What could be the People end. are gonna Honestly, love it Honestly I expected it I don't it. know
1: why Yeah Who do we see
2: Strider Batman You see Rachel <laughs> She's Rachel She's finally here She's back her. I found her
0: But I thought he was Wearing hockey pants I'm, <laughs> I'm not wearing
2: hockey pants I'm not wearing hockey pants Who do we see Alan
1: Rackle, you see it. The Enchanted City of vintage. Rachel! Not Rachel.
5: The Enchanted City of Rachel.
1: Fine. You don't see Rachel. The Enchanted City. The Detonator. Of Rachel. Rachel. Oh. There seems to be somewhat of a crowd gathering up ahead of you, like all the traffic of people walking down to the city, and even those in the little flitter carts are sort of bunched up.
0: The best thing you can do when entering the city of the season and you see a crowd of people is run and jump and do a Captain Falcon flying knee to someone's groin.
1: (laughs) I do that. It has happened. It's been known to happen. And you can also see, because you're coming from above them, descending down a, a hill, uh, you can see up ahead there is a... I cast volley. There's a group of soldiers. <laughs> and Brackle is arrested for mass murder. Spiked growth. Uh, <laughs> Spiked growth. It's time for my new spell. <laughs> and not just the men, but the women. And the children, too. All the sad people. I could turn you inside out with the snap of my fingers.
2: Please don't.
1: The world of Magumi has known many, many great years of peace. I love peas, but now that time, sweet Jesus! <laughs> I did not miss <laughs> this. I did not miss this. <laughs>
3: oh, I hey, love peas so hard right there. To... <laughs> he loves. He
2: loves peas.
3: <laughs> Bye.
1: Oh, I forgot about
2: peas. All right, come on. I just got like a dizzy spell out of. Yeah, know me too. I got lightheaded I like, laughed too hard. <laughs>